listening to the Couples Guide podcast. I'm Ryan. And I'm Talia. We're both licensed marriage and family therapists. And today, like every day, (laughs) we're debunking myths and delivering truth about dating, relationships, and everything in between. Trust us. It's awesome. Hello, Ryan. You never listen to me, Talia. Well, I need you to tell me what you want. I need you, you to listen to me. I mean, oh. is that pretty clear? I mean, yeah, <laughs> I guess. So. I mean, I thought I was being very clear and communicative when I was demanding and criticizing you. <laughs> well, you passive aggressively winked at me when I asked you three different options. So you're right. I should have known what you needed. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Episode 73. I'm excited. Needs- having needs doesn't make you needy no and i also are you sure are you sure about that i saw a quote the other day which is i think true you're only as needy as your unmet needs or like the need something to that effect which Mm -hmm. i think needy has a bad rap in Mm -hmm. society like everybody is needy by the definition of needy Mm -hmm. meaning you have needs like we've talked about maslow's hierarchy of needs yes so today we're going to talk about needs, how to meet them. And I like to differentiate a want or a preference yeah. from a need because I see a lot of couples and individuals, even in like their family system struggle because they haven't differentiated. Is this a want or a need? And if it is indeed a need, can I meet this? Or is it truly something else the other person must meet? Yes. And I think like where needy or needs get a bad rap in sort of layperson terms is a lot of people have learned enough of psychology and relational dynamics that there are needs but I tend to see it misapplied or misused like you said to wants or to maybe like they're asking for a need but they're not actually aware of attuned to the deeper psychological relational need that's driving the way they're experiencing it yeah so um, I'm with you on that where I, I also tend not to look at really in, I mean, there's always extreme examples, but even someone who might be quote labeled as needy by their mm-hmm. partner, mm-hmm. I'm always looking at, yeah, but there is something underneath that, that is genuine and valid. Yeah. So I like that. And this is how you actually introduced the topic to me before we start recording is what I'm hoping to get to, as we explain like needs and this stuff in today's episode, though, I want to get to our listeners be able to answer the question, how do I ask for my needs to be met yes. in a relationship yes. in an effective way to where it doesn't hit the perception of neediness Correct. and in a way for you actually to have your partner be responsive to you so you can ask for the need and then actually get that need met. That's what I'm hoping for from today's episode. That is exactly what I have written out. Hey, <laughs> yeah. So I- Wants versus needs. Um, I have, let me look. So- Great. I, I have written that mm-hmm. great relationships address each other's needs. And did you hear that? Yes. Ding. Is that me or you? I don't know, but it was obviously you made a good point. 
<laughs> the, the great beyond has agreed that I have in the, I don't know, none of my apps yeah. are open, but we're just going live. All right. Like, yeah. so you, the, the computers have spoken. They like yes. this. They do. Um, so great I relationships, <laughs> great relationships address each other's needs and yeah. dissatisfaction in relationships. And this really includes friendships, family. This is not just mm-hmm. about romance yeah. is yeah. often linked to frustration over unmet needs. You mm-hmm. and I definitely have talked about that with couples. Mm-hmm. It is often because there's an unmet need. Yes. The key here is communication. Getting your needs met starts with differentiating between a want and a need. Mm -hmm. So there's a big difference between the two. A need is something that you can't live without. And a want is something you'd like to have, but you could compromise on. And if it doesn't happen, you will survive. It sounds simple, but when it comes to a relationship, especially when it's somebody we're really invested in, Mm -hmm. we kind of miss the mark. So by definition, a want is, go ahead. Yes. (laughs) Oh, Talia, Talia. Yes. Are clean dishes a want or a need? <laughs> uh, I would say they are a want until it comes to a few weeks and then it is a need. But even then you could get paper plates. So there you go. There's a workaround. Yeah. Yes. Which I, I have- just want to jump in with that because I always example. It's never about I the need- dirty dishes. The dish- no, I need yeah. you to No, The dishes yeah. don't need to be done. Inanimate objects don't have needs. You have needs. Yes. Right. Yes. So this is where it comes in. And once we differentiate, I think this is a great example to bring up because we need to really be judicious about how we word statements to our partner. Linguistics mm-hmm. is one of the best things that you can learn about and how to influence positively your partner and incentivize them, which is one of my five steps. So a want by definition is a noun as a noun is a desire or inclination for something. Uh, for a verb, if I'm wanting, I have a desire to possess or to do something or a wish for it. Mm-hmm. So wants are a bonus to have. And while they contribute to the overall satisfaction of a relationship, they are not as essential as needs. We want our wants to be met. That, that's where we really feel bonded and it's nice. And, and we're feeling like we're giving and receiving in the relationship, but it's not make or break oftentimes. A need is in verb form it's we require something because it because it is essential or very important to the again the survival of the relationship usually needs must be met in order for the survival and growth of a relationship or our own relationship with ourselves. right as a human being when we look at maslow's hierarchy of needs these things include communication respect boundaries trust support variety and intimacy and those are a list of needs from research I've done that includes both uh, like some of the Tony Robbins work where it's more um, like relational dynamics and Mm -hmm. more like the the coaching application of just general Mm -hmm. human connection, as well as what you and I've talked about on the episodes before. These are core fundamental uh, traits that we look for in a satisfactory relationship. So yes, those, that's the difference between want and need. And now we can talk about why people do and say those things of, well, I need you to do this. What do you think people are really saying or, or intending to imply if we could translate it, if we had like no holds barred, what is actually being said when I tell you, I need you to do the dishes. I would say most commonly yes, and the biggest umbrella statement, but if for anyone listening and wants to start kind of rethinking about this is the need under all of these things like the dishes is I just need to know I matter to you. I just need to know that I'm valuable to you. There's Mm -hmm. other parts of that in the relational needs, but I would say that's one of the most common Mm -hmm. because the want of having the dishes cleaned. Correct. 
is maybe you like a clean house. And, you know, I always joke about that because I am such a neat freak that I often want the dishes to be cleaned. And that is me. However, if I'm making that request to my partner, or if I'm saying, Hey, I need you to clean the kitchen, Mm -hmm. then it's really not about the kitchen being cleaned. It's that when I don't see it clean and we've talked about it and we agreed or that there's the safety or not, I don't want to get into the safety piece, but if it's like, hasn't been done, then what can often get stirred up inside of me are these underlying messages that, oh, well, you didn't clean the kitchen or you didn't do the dishes. So I'm not that important to you. I don't matter. Yes. I conclude at the end, oh, if I mattered to you, you would remember that I want the, you know, the chores to be done. Mm -hmm. And so I jump right away to, I need you to do this. And it can come off with the frustration and anger and hurt of not feeling valued when really, if I slow myself down, I can go, wait a second. Does it really matter? Mm-hmm. No, I would like it. That's my personal preference. But does it really matter in this relationship? What matters is I'm not feeling like I matter or invaluable to my partner right now. And maybe that's the conversation I can be having mm-hmm. instead of this demand of this want that the dishes are clean. Right. And I think the dishes in this case, or the laundry or whatever it might be, it's a need for mutual contribution, because Mm -hmm. if I'm seeing and experiencing mutual contribution, that can elicit feelings of respect Mm -hmm. and trust and support, right? Mm -hmm. So the deeper need that technically could be met by these behaviors or activities Mm -hmm. being completed by ourselves Mm -hmm. and our partner, especially if we request it, right? Key here is not a demand. (laughs) We'll Mm -hmm. talk about that in a second, demand versus request. Yeah. That I... I do have a need for support in this relationship and respect. And when I notice the dishes go undone, this, the, these competing feelings come up inside of me. Yeah. And so I, I feel the pressure to request it as a need because growing up, our parents needed us to do so many things for them. Right. So it's, it's not unreasonable to assume we would use the same language that we were raised on of like, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. And because of that different, that hierarchy difference in parent child relationships, we technically do have to fulfill what they ask of us. Right. Otherwise there's a consequence of this or that. So that's not going to work the same in Mm -hmm. friendships or in adult family systems or in romantic relationship. It's owning it. Right. Mm -hmm. I need to feel a sense of contribution in the relationship Therefore, it would really help me to feel that if the dishes could be done. What do you need for me in order for that to happen? Could you just remind me? No problem, right? This is the other part of having a need or a want be met that before we really dive into it, you have to understand that the other person, depending on where they're at in their life or, or busyness or stress or what have you, it's not that they don't want to meet your want or need. They may need a reminder. So if we really sat down and we're like, I need you to do the dishes the same way I would when I see them and I take initiative, it's like we project onto them of like, Mm -hmm. I need you to do the dishes. And what if they say yes? And then in our brain, two days later, they're still not done. But when the person agreed to it, they go, okay, they need me to do the dishes. I have free time Saturday morning. So I'll do them then. All of this is silent communication, by the way. But this is where the frustration comes because we're not being like asking to a complete need or being thorough. So when you're looking at how to get your needs met in a relationship, you need to be clear on the need before you ask for it. This is where your own individual work, therapy, coaching, listening to podcasts, whatever comes into play, delineate. Is this a want 
or is this a need? Yes. Right. And so we're going from this chain of, of asking, this is indeed a need, right? And so maybe not the dishes example, but communication, right? I need you to communicate with me. What, what would you think? What do you hear your couple say? Everything. Um, but if we're, I mean, actually I would stay with the dishes example as in of like, Hey, I need you okay. to communicate um, with me. Yes. Hey, I need some communication about where we're at on the teamwork of the household duties, or mm-hmm. I just need some communication that, Ooh, in this moment, I'm struggling with the dishes that need to be done. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I just need you to communicate that I still am important to you. And you can reassure mm-hmm. me that mm-hmm. we're a team and we're going to get through this together. Or, you know, after that soothing's there, I need some communication of cool. Like, how do we want to move forward with this stuff? Mm-hmm. So I think there's lots of opportunities for communication, True. even in that space. Um, yeah, I think that's absolutely. what you're asking. But yeah. when it comes to the need for communication, as you said, attuning to this is what I need on a relational level, which is yeah. a deeper level. Yeah. And then what is it specifically? So you can set your partner up for success and you can set yourself up for success by clearly communicating where you're at. Mm-hmm. That's why side note, like sometimes I'll have new clients come in. They want to do couples, but maybe one partner isn't quite ready for that yet. This is what I'll help individual clients with to mm-hmm. get ready for their relationship. Mm-hmm. is by getting really attuned to their needs, their, their sense of self, their internal pieces, so they can clearly communicate to their partner. Yes. Being very clear with one's self so mm-hmm. we can be clear with the other. And there is a need for communication, right? This is one of the core needs. So like you said, I think it is good to stay with, thank you, because it is good to stay with the dishes example. I, I have an expectation, right? You can also voice this as well. I would prefer, we can do a want need at the same time. I prefer Uh the dishes are done before the weekend Uh starts because it puts me in a better headspace and I show it better in our relationship. You're probably already bought in to hear the rest of what I have to say, right? Uh Yeah. What do you need for me? And let's say we've agreed on chore splitting or whatever. What do you need for me in order for that to happen? And let's Uh say you offer, could you stack them for me? Could you put whatever dirty ones you want washed in the right-hand side of the sink? Right now we're collaborating on how we can get this need met versus it would be nice if you, I've talked about this on previous episodes. I grew up in a household where we were, it would be nice a lot of the time. It would be nice if somebody did the dishwasher in my head. I'm like, yeah, it would. And then said person would get home and be like, why did nobody do the dishwasher? I'm like, you didn't ask. Well, I said it would be nice. I'm like, yeah, that's not asking. Like, that's a very subliminal, passive aggressive way to try to get a need met. Right. So that's, that could be a whole separate episode on like passive aggression and how it impacts you as you get older. But in the need example, it's, I would prefer we go into the weekend with no dishes. When we do, I have trouble focusing on even intimacy, right? That's a huge one. So what, what do I need? What do you need for me for that to get done? Can you remind me on Friday morning? Can you put a sticky note on the fridge or whatever? And this is how you collaboratively get your needs met. It's not going to just be, I have this expectation of you. They're not your servant, right? It's your partner or your friend or not your servant. You have to ask them and be willing to budge. So teamwork, collaboration, yes. my teamwork big word makes the dream work. You need to be clear <laughs> on the need before you ask for it, because you might not even know what this, why there's frustration there that the need wasn't met. If you don't identify, like the best thing you can do, if you're listening to this, we don't do video, but if you're listening to this, 
is go back and listen to what those core needs are uh -huh. and look at what you're needing or wanting. Where are you frustrated? Does it relate back to one of those kind of foundational needs? Yeah. This helps you to identify it. So after you've identified it, yes. Well, ahead. before we go into after identifying yeah. it, um, because I want to go back to or stay with this yeah. idea of differentiating want and need. Yeah. What that can do is if things go smoothly and you just communicated clearly, you, you've teamwork, then great, mm -hmm. you move on. But if you hit a roadblock, differentiating that, well, what I want are the dishes cleaned, but then understanding deeper, well, what I really need is to feel mattered or this yeah. clear communication, like we're a team, mm -hmm. you can articulate that to your partner. Look, mm -hmm. technically what I want are these dishes clean because it stresses me out or I feel like I'm the only one contributing to the household. Yes. So that's where I'm at. But what I really just need is to know that I'm important to you, that I matter. And that we can, you know, be a team and communicate stuff. So mm -hmm. set the dishes aside, my partner. Yeah. Can you help me feel like I matter? Or can we talk about this and feel like we're a team? And then that mm -hmm. can get us into the collaborative space. Mm -hmm. And I just want us to know, like, what genuinely can happen when you separate those two and attune to the need first, partners are much more likely to hear that. And then they can go like, oh, well, so... I hear that you want the dishes done, but you're letting me know really it's that you want to know that you matter to me. Let me soothe that need for you now. Mm -hmm. Let me in this moment reassure you. Let me also do other actions. And also if it's like, oh, that's what dishes are to you. Oh my gosh, I'm so motivated. I'm going to go do the dishes right now. No you problem. To me. Yeah. You told me why it matters to you. Now yes. I have an incentive right? And it's maybe just, it is a love language tie yeah. too. It's acts of yeah. service. So yeah. if you don't do this or what I hear a lot, if you tell me you're going to do it yeah. and then you don't, yeah. it's not like, oh, I'm like, I've had this with my partner where he's wonderful at, he's wonderful at everything, but he's really wonderful <laughs> about like whoever is last out of the house makes the bed, right? Okay. So even this morning he texted and was like, Hey, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I forgot to make, but I'm like, we're all good. Like, don't worry about it. Just the acknowledgement alone. Yes. So that's not like his role or anything else. It's an agreement we've made. Mm -hmm. He also meets the need of communicating. We have a deal. Just want to let you know, wasn't able to fulfill that this morning. And I acknowledge it. That's all we need. Right. Mm -hmm. Talking about needs. So deterrent. Yes. Be very clear about it. And I what you're talking about also comes up in like one of the next steps I wrote out. So we can talk more about it then. Cool. The next thing after identifying it is determine a good time to ask for your need to be met. Do not do this right when you get home or your partner gets home from work <laughs> because everybody needs transition time to switch from one task to another, mm -hmm. especially men. And in the middle of doing something, we know this as human beings, especially if we're engrossed and we're in our flow state and we're, you know, bit, that is not a time. It, it doesn't mean you could never ask for a need, but mm -hmm. something better be on fire if there are certain things I'm being interrupted from, right? Mm -hmm. And this is in the middle of doing something. If I think, right, if, if I want my need to be met, when is the best time to ask me? Mm -hmm. When I'm clearly not engrossed in something and when sometimes this is right when it's happening, right? I see my partner right near the thing that we've already talked about or that I'm meeting. Babe, this actually just reminded me um, I forgot to ask you the other day, there's something that I was going to ask you or request or a need I thought of is now a good time. You need to be prepared, need, you need to be prepared for your partner to say no. Yeah, and okay. partner, if you're saying no, if you have any, like any time that you think would be good, 
no, I'm actually just about to do something. I want to hear what you have to say. That is going to save so many relationships and friendships. I want to hear what you have to say. Can we, can we circle back in 30? Yeah. No problem at all. Right. Unless it's very urgent of like, I am actually out the door. This is about kids pickup or something like I, I, I would love to wait, but I actually need to tell you this right now, or you know what? Fine. I'll write it down. You get to in 30 minutes. Here's what I'm going to have to ask you. Right. Yeah. This is where the collaborative part comes in. Yeah. As you're describing that, that urgency, it's something has to be on fire. That's First of all, us. I absolutely. That's our what? own, emer- that's our own emergency <laughs> that we're making at the other person's emergency. Well, that's what I'm getting, like, like, I don't care. Well, that's where I want to jump in and go like, that's where we can start having lurking at our tuners and see is our sensitivity to the fire a little high or not? Yeah. Because when you said that, I went, oh, that's where some people can get labeled into yes. that flip side of needy versus sharing their needs is correct. If, if there seems to be a pattern that things are always on fire and that's I need this right now system being very dysregulated. Yeah. Then that's something to pay attention to. Now I want to be clear. That doesn't mean the person labeled as needy is at fault no, because that could not. be built over time in the relationship where my correct. partner has never been responsive saying like you were beautifully outlining a wonderful response. I want to hear what you have to say. Mm-hmm. Give me 30 minutes. It can come there, but that's just what I want to make sure is clear that if it feels like it's things are always on fire in every moment, and it starts feeling like one partner is either needy or getting labeled as needy. That's a great way to start taking a slowdown and see, hey, can we as a team go, mm, this actually isn't an on-fire situation. This can be a 30 minute from now discussion. Yes. And let's have some of this grace and patience and compassion for each other mm-hmm. to collaborate about this time of when mm-hmm. you address some things and how you respond to your partner in that time. Yes. This is again, where your own individual work comes in handy Uh and differentiating. Is this a want or a need? Step one, step two, if this is a want, I can wait. (laughs) A want can wait. That is what (laughs) I want you to take with you from this episode. A want can wait. A need, does it need to be met by me or by the other person, Uh right? Safety needs, communication needs, trust needs, boundaries, et cetera. Those are things that are needs that ideally we are both meeting at the same time. So get clear on if it's a want or a need. If it is a need, be patient. And if you waited too long and it is now an urgent thing because you understandably, there wasn't a right timing. There was a work trip of this. You didn't have the confidence and assertiveness skills to ask at the time that that other your urgency is not your partner's emergency to tackle. So be very clear on that. And then third step is communicate what you need in a way that the other person feels motivated to meet the need. We often explain the consequence of the need not being met rather than the benefit of the need being met. Who Mm -hmm. wants to meet a need only to avoid punishment or consequences? This does go back to childhood often for people Mm -hmm. where it was, you either got money by doing chores So whatever household needs or et cetera, Uh were met, like you were incentivized, Uh you don't pay your partner, hopefully, um, unless that's your kink, go for it. (laughs) But we often explain of like, don't do that again or else versus, Hey, I do want to let you know, each time that happens, here's what happens for me. It's Uh way more vulnerable and it takes a lot more time to sit with. How do I communicate this effectively? It saves friendships and relationships when you slow down and truly think, what is the benefit, right? Going back to the dishes. I need contribution from both of us in this relationship to feel trust. 
I would love, or I would prefer if we can come up with a system and it can be ongoing, let's, let's workshop it where the dishes do get done. Notice how I'm not saying you do that. I do the dishes get done before we head into our weekend. When that happens, my brain has so much more space to be playful and enjoy our relationship. I desire intimacy more from you. And while we're doing things, I can focus more on them because those pesky dishes aren't in the back of my head. Right. Even if I just say that, if you were my partner, how would you respond? Well, I I was thinking in a space of like, wow, this Mm -hmm. feels like a teamwork. This feels like I can hear this. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe I'd go straight to the issue or maybe I'd even just be like, oh, that's so cool. Like you want to be closer to me. I mean, there's a lot of like really positive responses because it's all from that collaboration and teamwork. Right. Language. Like you said, it's not you, me. It's not blaming. It's not critical. It's just, oh, this is my partner sharing. I'm down. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. Yeah. And being clear and that would be the good response, but it's like, oh, that makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. Then that's our job to then make the request for the need. So with that said, what can we do or what do you need from me? What can I give to you for this to happen? Right. Being, and then being open, your partner may or may not have a response right then again, because you were prepped and Mm -hmm. even with the timing, you knew what you were going to have the conversation about. So your partner may not be able to meet your need for various reasons. If your need is really a want in sheep's clothing, then compromise and come up with a solution that works best for both of you. If you determine like, okay, it'd be nice if, but it doesn't have to. And if your need is truly a relational or relationship slash friendship need and your partner or friend, and we'll just go with partner, your partner won't budge. This would be a time for a deeper discussion or couples counseling. So obviously with the brevity of the episode, we can't go into all the reasons, but we have 70 something other episodes that you can probably glean from. It's if you are being the literally most effective way that you could possibly be showing up in this conversation, incentivizing, non-blaming, non-shaming language, distancing it from, it's not you need to, or I need to, it's this thing has to be accomplished, right? And you're still getting pushback. That is a sign that maybe increased emotional maturity on both one or both ends the timing of the discussion, there might be some things behind the scenes, your partner doesn't even know why they can't budge. So further exploration and introspection with or without help is going to be what may push you over to be like, Oh, every time you were asking, I realized, even though it wasn't right when I got home from work and you asked ahead of time, I never had a snack. And I just was having such low blood sugar. I couldn't focus on it. And my body just couldn't handle meeting somebody else's need. Cause it really, I didn't even meet my own need. My bad. Right. Well, that, that actually goes to exactly like the, the quick fix that yes. people can do, which is um, oftentimes if you are sharing your needs softly, genuinely in this collaborative space and your partner still struggles to hear it or meet it, they have their own need going on in that moment almost all the time. Yes. If it is, um, yeah, I'll just go with that's generally what's happening. So maybe it's like, yeah, I'm hangry. I just, I can't focus. I don't have the attention. Literally, mm-hmm. there's no sugar in my blood for my brain to function right now. Me, constantly. or it, <laughs> right? That is often me if it's been an hour since I've eaten last. Yeah. <laughs> and, or it could be like a common thing when we're talking about this big example of one partner turning to the partner who just came home and saying, hey, I'm not really feeling like important or matter. Um, can you be here with me? And then that partner going, no, I, what are you talking about? And like, not be there and mm-hmm. just start talking about this. She's like, well, no, like, I don't I'm stressed. I've been doing a lot. I can't do, or they get defensive. It's like, well, there's probably a different need 
relationally also going on. And that could be the need of, oh, this doesn't feel safe. It actually felt like I got attacked. Mm-hmm. As soon as I walked in the door, I was mm-hmm. criticized and blamed. Oh, this doesn't feel safe. Mm-hmm. Therefore, needs collide. So we slow it down. Mm-hmm. Um, as you said, if, if partners are doing like all of these tips and tricks that you're outlining and a way to do it, and you still come across these buddy needs, then yeah, that might Call be us. where you need to get, <laughs> get to some support and have a third person like us, like jump in and, and go there. But again, mm-hmm. quick fixes, you can get curious, like I'm sharing my need and I think I'm doing a pretty good job following some of these outlines and my partner's still struggling. I wonder what their need is in that moment. I wonder what's going on for them that they need something also. If I give the benefit of the doubt, the positive benefit of the doubt that my partner loves me and wants to care for me. And doesn't want me to fail. And it's not always about me. rude. Yeah. (laughs) Which is true. I mean, if we're talking about like an actual genuine relationship without some kind of like really manipulative, you know, sociopathic situation going on, then there is generally, if we can cut through some of these defenses, these, these budding up of needs at the core, when we hear a partner say, I love you. I want to know you love me. We go, duh, totally love you. I'm into it. Let's do this. Um, so that's kind of like the, the, even though I rambled on about it, it's the, it's the block that actually has a Mm -hmm. simple solution of checking on whose needs are budding up against whose. And that might even be another way to keep deepening this discussion. Mm -hmm. There's two notes I had before the fifth and final step. Uh One of the notes is pull yourself, (laughs) pull your head out of your own self. When you realize it might not be about you at all. This might be a totally external stressor or what have you. We often relate to our partner with a lot of assumptions, ideally good assumptions that like they had a great day that, you know, unless it's negative, we've talked about that before. We don't slow down to think what is it like for them hearing this? Because we are very egocentric as human beings and we have our own preferences and wants for doing things. That leads me to my next point. Something that comes up in my relationship a lot is uh, bath mats. And it's something from my childhood that my parents were very much so like, don't leave it there. Don't crumple the towels. It's going to get musty. And it was just ingrained into us. My brother and I shared a bathroom growing up. We were both very good about putting the bath mat like that you step on after you get out of the shower up over so it could air out. It's not my partner's best skill set, and I understand from the household he grew up in, I'm seeing it, and where he lived when we met, that wasn't the thing. That wasn't ingrained. So far be it from me to expect that's going to just be, oh, I need this, right? Mm -hmm. And oh, sure, no problem. He'll think of it. When he thinks of it, he does it, but it's so, our habits are so ingrained in us. It's Mm -hmm. not personal. I don't take it personally that he Mm -hmm. doesn't do that. I go to myself and say, Talia, this is something that's important for you. And it's not a need. You're going to still be fine if this doesn't happen. And if it's more important that it gets done versus who it gets done by, I will go in and do the bath mat. Don't care. It's, it's not worth a fight and a discussion. And I'm not going to try and make it personal that this isn't happening. So for listeners, if this is something that's a preference, right, we're going back to, if it's a want Mm -hmm. and it would just make your life easier, if your partner could comply with how you've been habitually (laughs) trained and conditioned, take yourself out of it and go higher order. Is it just that this gets done? And then you pull a lot of the resentment out because if it really is more important for you, just do it. Like our partner is again, not our servant, but we do this projective thing where they're going to rescue us from all of our stuff and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, interact with us in the way if our family system was functional, that it just sustains whatever we grew up with. Not always the case. So just wanted to make that note. 
Well, and I want to double down and highlight the idea of like, yeah, put yourself in your partner's shoes. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's an emotionally placed, that's empathy. But with this great example, it's also like, oh yeah, this, this was a behavior not ingrained in my partner. Right. So of course they won't. And then I, the thing I want to add to that is, and then yes, do believe your partner most of the time, if we're talking about like a really healthy relationship, when they say like, oh, I really just didn't think of it. They don't. It's not because it's really true. It's true. It is legitimately true. I did not think of it. Yeah. And it's and there's space to talk about that and Mm -hmm. why. But check, like you said, some of these projections of, oh, that's because I don't matter if they if they really loved me, they would think of it. Actually, it is true that like especially behavior stuff. Yeah. Is is going to be, oh, it's not ingrained in me. I don't think of it. You know, maybe it's with the bathman example. I was so focused on wanting to get ready for my day and have a successful day at work so I can mm-hmm. come home from work and be proud to my partner that I accomplished what I wanted to today. Yeah. And since I don't naturally think about the bath mat, yeah, it got left and crumpled. And yeah. that really does happen. It and that totally really does. can happen. Yeah. So, so the don't make it about more, you. If yeah, they loved you, if, yes. if so-and-so loved you more, they would or wouldn't feel, no, that's BS. Yeah. Honestly, mm-hmm. the, this, the, before the, this brought up another part before okay. the final step before the is one, yeah. that feeling of familial love, right? Yeah. The English language has many downsides, but one of them being like have one word for love for so many mm-hmm. different relationships. Yeah. Familial love is I ideally I provide for my children. I give to them. I support them. I help them. It's my job to teach them, right? There's a lot of those elements that yes, indeed showing love or acts of service of your, your parent, the, the bath mat, the this, or they do it for you, or they don't get on your case about it. Yeah, that familial love is separate, ideally, hopefully, from romantic love. In romantic love, your partner doesn't owe you or have to do the same things that you do in a family. It's separate. So kind of disengage from this was my family of origins way of doing things. It may or may not be my partner's. At the end of the day, your partnership above all and these true needs being met is more important. So if your partner is willing to meet your need, be grateful towards them. Don't overdo it because it can sound and feel like being patronized. Remember what you appreciate, you get more of, right? What you appreciate appreciates, you get more of it. Incentivize them to meet your need, which we talked about, right? What is the benefit? Not only the cons and consequences. Nobody wants to get, nobody's motivated to only get to zero. You want to win. Incentivize them to meet your need and say, thank you when they do, right? I just want to say, thank you. I know that you put the bath mat up. Super cool, babe. Thank you right? Or thank you so much that you heard me for doing the dishes. It means a lot to me. Yeah. That's it. That's all you have to say. And then what you appreciate, you get more of. And mm-hmm. honest, if you just put the complaining and the it's not happening and the everything is about me and how could my partner not do that is not going to be successful in a relationship. Put those things down, do what we talked about today. And I guarantee you, your relationship will have a more positive perspective. And you'll just feel so good in it. The appreciation, yes, yes on behaviorism, well, you'll get more from your partner because yeah. that feels so good when you hear from your partner. It's validation. That, oh, I did it. It's like, cool, great. I'm gonna do that again. That felt great. Yes. It's also though, one of the things that I've learned in my office is it's just like positive affirmations, right? When you yes. sit and appreciating and you say it to your partner, you also get to let that connection wash over you. So you're saying, hey, I appreciate you listening and communicating with me. I feel so safe and connected with you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Then you're also focusing on that and you get to enjoy that wonderful wash of feeling, that love between you two. 
-hmm. So yes, it will inspire more of the, the needs being met that you're communicating, but also give you a really lovely present experience of, oh, cool, this is us. So I just want to mm -hmm. encourage listeners, don't skip over that lovely moment. Enjoy that experience of communicating your need effectively, your mm -hmm. partner being able to sit with you in it and enjoy how that feels being connected and your need being met. That's the good stuff. That's the bonding moment. That's the stuff that really helps strengthen long-term safety and security that makes it even easier for needs to be asked for and met in the future. So mm -hmm. enjoy that present experience. Yeah, it's a reward. It's a gift you give to yourself and the other person when you have that appreciation. And it does scientifically increase the likelihood the needs will continue to be met, right? Yeah. What, what I ask for, if it happens and I'm acknowledged for it, my brain goes, cool, that is a nice feedback loop versus um, I've been doing the thing you've been telling me to do and it's not ever being noticed and I don't like when I'm not noticed and I'm not going to do it again. Yeah. So meet the need, appreciate the need and get more of what you need met. Yep. And it doesn't mean you're needy. Nope. <laughs> not at all, but don't whine when you ask for it. Use a nice <laughs> adult voice. That will make you needy for sure. <laughs> but you never No, You gotta, gotta be an adult about it in terms of like, effective communication, use a good tone, no mocking, very calm, very collected. How would you do this if you were trying to sell a client, right? Like if you're in sales, sell me this pen, incentivize me to do what you want by being very influential with how positively you communicate. Very nice. Slow yeah. it down, be connected. I'm into yes. it. Yes. Yes. Well, that's episode 73. Yes, uh, it thanks is. everyone for listening. If you have questions or you want us to answer a topic on yes. the podcast, shoot us an email, Ryan and Talia at thecouplesguidepodcast.com. Yes, you can also send me a DM on my Instagram page at Talia Bombola. I do Q and A's like two or three times a week on relationships and dating. So send them over and we will do a pod on it. Thanks so much, everyone. Take good care.